going to read up. I already know she got. I already know she got her, her glass ready. Oh, see, I right on cue. I said I already know you have to read up with the glass. You know what I'm saying? So not to be outdone. Thank you. Appreciate you. I mean, you know, um, Ashy, Ashy, the classy, Please. Ashy, the classy. You know what I'm saying? I need to nah. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like best of both worlds, right there. Like, man. I, 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 you know, I don't have a. Nah, this conversation. This conversation is too good. Nah, you too classy for the for the red cups. All right, nah, I already know. Please, please. It's all good. But yeah. Um so let's pick up where, where we kinda left off. So you were saying. You should have said Sorry. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, I, I can't recall exactly where we left off to be quite honest with you. Um, we was talking about a lot of things. Um we talked about salaries. Um we you know, and we was yeah, we, yeah, we went through negotiating salaries um, and how we have to kind of, you know, get, get people to get their confidence back. Like when I worked in nonprofit, you know, it's like I was saying, a big part of my job, you know, was to teach them how to get jobs, right? But be, before they can even think about processing, about getting a job, they had to break through a lot of barriers mentally and, and emotionally first. So a lot of my curriculum was confidence building, was breaking down barriers, was opening up yeah. because they, you know, because to go out into the world and say, oh, you know what, I need to be paid $70,000, that was beyond them. They were just like, yo, I'm just trying to feed my girl. I'm just trying to feed my boy. I'm going through divorce. I'm going through just many different things. I'm on welfare. Just different things like uh, like that, just that they couldn't get past. So their value, so what they felt about themselves showed in what they asked for in salary. Yeah, and that's, you know, it, that, that's crazy. important piece to learn, I think, in I continue much like yourself. I've done job readiness workshops and things of mm -hmm. that and there is definitely a psychology to all of this, right? Yes, the yes. Psychology of winning, the psychology of of thinking of yourself in a different way. Um, but I think even removing that, as I mentioned a few times prior, that I'm really getting clear about the value of that particular role, right? And it's yes. that I can do this work, and this work actually comes with a pay that looks like X. Yes. Um, but even just being confident that I can do this work, um, I'm mm -hmm. and I can, and I will, I am. Um, so if, if you can, mm -hmm. talk to them about the three things for the people that might have missed it or just are just coming on to the 8 o'clock slot. Yep. The three things that you look for when negotiating a salary, and then we can move forward. The three things I look for? Or the three yeah, because yeah, you mentioned that there were three... The, the, the three thresholds that you go by. Yeah. Um, one, I think you have to be clear on what you want, right? And mm -hmm. two, you have to set a standard for what you can live with, right? Mm -hmm. One, when you understand this is, these jobs pay this amount of money, here's what I could live with. And then here's what I'd like to receive. But then right. you have the here's what I'd love. Here's what makes you really right. happy. I'd be happy to join if I just got this, right? And yeah. Look like I could live with 50 grand right? A year as a salary. Um, I'd really like 60, but man, would I love 70. Oh, 70. Mm -hmm. And really being able to speak to that, which you love. And so even when you're filling those applications, it's asking that question, go with that number. And as mentioned, prior for those who missed it, um, it's really okay to sit here and say, I'd love X. I love this. However, my fervor to work here 
is to do great work. And so if everything lines up, I'm open to negotiation. You're not stuck at that 75, right? So you want to have right. wiggle room so that companies are understanding that you're open to the consideration and it's not just a numbers game. Because mm-hmm. we don't really like that idea that you're just coming for a number, right? We want to know you right. more than just that. The experience, the overall engagement of the employee is huge. Employee engagement surveys happen everywhere all the time. Really want mm-hmm. to understand the person's aligned to the company. Mm-hmm. So really being able to speak to that and say just, but go in knowing what you want, understanding the value mm-hmm. of the role that you're looking mm-hmm. for. Be clear mm-hmm. about your three numbers, what you live with, what you like, and what you love. And go for mm-hmm. it. Right, but step and, confidence. Step confidence. And, pe- and and people take her advice because she getting all the bags. She getting all the bags. I'm just saying, I, I ain't gonna put nobody business out there on the street, but she getting all the bags. So please take her advice. She getting all the bags that you can think of. Um, I, I've been blessed and highly, highly favored, and I am very appreciative of all that. Yeah, that's what you want to call it, but you getting all the bags. So please take her advice. So my brother said, change your resume to show results as opposed to tasks. Results are more valuable than tasks as you progress. Ron, what up, Ron? Yeah, so great, great, great point. I think, um, one, not many people have an understanding or an overstanding, rather, of the separation between that, right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to demonstrate in your resume where you have delivered, what you have mm-hmm. done, what you've accomplished, rather than I took the trash out, right? And I'm just making this up, obviously. Rather than I took the right. trash out, I successfully ensured that the space was you know, clean and ready for business every day. And I did yes. in attracting new clients into the space. So being able mm-hmm. to speak in a way that, that shares that you are results driven, solution minded, mm-hmm. essential. That goes back again to what I spoke to as far as the proactive nature of things, the soft skills mm-hmm. that we're often looking for and not what you have coming in. Listen, many people have degrees. A lot of people I sat with in my master's courses, I don't understand how they got into school, but that's a whole nother story. Um, a lot of people just don't have that fervor. I used to share this in my in, with the kids and in job writing their spaces, right, where you write the word hard work, all these different pieces that they're equal to A, to B, C, D, E, F, G, don't really work. They get you half the way, a quarter, almost all the way. Right. Like your attitude, how you show mm-hmm. up to work every day. A company right. will deal with a person with a great attitude who's not working their best rather than the person who might be doing really well, but their attitude really sucks. Nobody wants to work with that person. Yes. And we'll get into 100%. that intelligence piece. Um, but really super important that when your resume speaks, it demonstrates how you're able to drive results for the business. They want to understand mm-hmm. how are you going to be a partner in ensuring the success that we have here. I don't just need you to do a task, mm-hmm. right? We need you to think as an owner. So when you show up as an owner, that this is important to me to get this accomplished. And so I mm-hmm. hear so much people are like, well, I'm not doing all this for them, et cetera. Wait, that might hinge on the fact that you did not appropriately come in asking for what you deserve. So you right. feel like you're getting their, you know, you're getting their return on that investment that you made. So again, it's rethinking that piece a little bit and to say, go in and ask for what you deserve. And when you get in there, demonstrate that you drive results. That your resume should speak to that, but your attitude and your actions should speak to that. Identify gaps, right? right? Gap analysis is big. I live on that. My whole life, this is what's about. Where are we now? Where are we trying to get to be? And how can I bridge that gap and create that change? What is the gap mm. that you don't identify? And that can happen in any mm. role. But really being mm. able to identify the essential functions that they're asking for in that particular job and how can mm-hmm. you deliver on that um, mm-hmm. will be a difference maker. So ensure that your resume speaks to that. And we didn't get this mm-hmm. question, but I've had this a lot as far as um, cover letters. 
right? So I want to hear your input mm -hmm. on that, Terrence, because I can share with you. I am ready for Colette if anybody asks or wants it, but that hasn't happened. Re references? We have this thing. You don't put references. You don't put available in your request anymore. Right. I have for my past, I don't even know, two or three jobs, no one has called a reference. Even asked mm -hmm. for a reference. Um, right. And, and some places still do. But I'm just saying, mm -hmm. be prepared with the information. Um, but the, the relevance of it is changing over time. But always be prepared and be effective. Right. Right. And, and just stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Be, be prepared. You know, have your cover letters ready. You know what I'm saying? Because... It, you know, I mean, cover letters to me are a pastime, but you never know. And you always want to be, 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 be very prepared. And, um, and the one thing is people might ask you for a, a reference, right? And this happened to me on, on, on interviews. Oh, oh, hey, you know, do you have references to present, right? And, I, and boom, guess what? I pulled it out. Hey, here you go. The worst thing you can do is, oh, hold on, man. Let me get my phone. Um, I got it somewhere in my phone, dog. Like, and, and, and. and Right, your references better know <laughs> that they are like, reference for you. Cause I've had that happen, but you know I'm just on my feet, so I'm like, okay, yes, you know, cause these are usually mm -hmm. people that I'm okay with doing. Yeah, that. but ensure that your references know that. But uh, a lot of places don't really do that double check. They do the background checks. Right. Say that. No, but sometimes people, even if they don't call, they're just looking to see if you're prepared. Well, yeah. And. And even if they don't call the references, they're just like, see, he's not even, he's not even, he's not even prepared. Have it in your back pocket. Yeah. Always. And it's like, you know, it's like, as long as you have it within your portfolio, you hand the resume, as long as you have your references with you. So even if they ask, then they go, oh, well, this young man is ready because, because out of the, out of all the people that, that they're interviewing, you could be the only one that was prepared. And that's what's going to be the only thing that's going to set you apart from that other person. Yeah. So, right. Make sure, you, one, your resume should always be up to date. Always. Started 100%. Three months ago, I've been a little tardy in my party, um, but that will be fixed shortly because, anyways, I won't go into that, but that will be fixed. Mm -hmm. Have your resume up to date. Have a person look at it. If you're unclear about what you should put on there, like I said, do a brain dump. Just throw everything that you have any skill or experience in. It doesn't have to be related to an actual job. Just think about that, you know. Ask, reach out to people that you know who could be helpful. They don't have to be in HR. It could have been people who just, you know, you know they've been through different jobs. They may have some keen understanding. If you have them mm -hmm. enough, you could invest in actually reaching to a person and paying for some help to get that done. But ensure that you have a really good resume, um, too, if you need it, um, et cetera. And it, ensure that it speaks well of you. It's branding yourself, and it's your first mm -hmm. marker in the door. I don't know anything about you. All I have is this paper saying a few things. So ensure that that's really well. Know that when right. you're not getting cold, it's not necessarily that you're not good enough. Apply to varying different jobs. Don't do just one, two jobs a day or a week. Use different platforms. Use your network and your resources. Speak to people. Get to understand um, if they know about open positions. Search the websites of the companies that you want to be aligned mm -hmm. with. Be deliberate in your task. Know what you mm -hmm. want. Know what you need. And go out there and get it because it's waiting for you to receive it. It's out there. Right. waiting for you. Go out there and get it. Um, it's and not as hard as it, as it often sounds. It's so, it's so true. And I always say, listen, your resume can be immaculate and you could have the experience and the education. But you have to be the one to go in there and tell your story. Yes. I, I can't tell it for you oh, as a recruiter. I can't, I can't do it for you. And it's just, it's very important that you know how to tell your own story. Yeah. So, so and, tell, and, and tell it well. 
I think I think it's 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 good that um we want that yes we do want LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Yo, a LinkedIn should be mandatory. Everybody <laughs> needs to have a LinkedIn really and use it. That, it almost is. So, mm -hmm. I want to talk a little about recruiting and the interview process. I'm often teaching managers how to interview. A lot of managers are not good about that. They don't know how to. You'll find that often, if not always. I've gone into HR interviews myself and had to interview the person because they couldn't interview me. Um, yep. But when you go in, most, a lot of recruiters use what we call STAR, right? It's a situation. The task. So if you go in and you're speaking to the STAR in the first place, it really is an opportunity to demonstrate that you're very clear on what you did and how you how you did it. Um, oftentimes, mm -hmm. they'll ask questions specific to STAR to you. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're not familiar with the STAR method, it's it's a manner in which we interview to ask you for to describe a situation, right? Speak about specific tasks that you took to accomplish, what you needed mm -hmm. to, what actions you took, and then what was the mm -hmm. result. They usually try to phrase it in different questions, or some people just come out and say it. But mm -hmm. a lot of recruiters use the STAR method to interview. A lot of managers who don't know much else of what to say when they're doing behavioral interviews, et cetera, will use STAR. Mm -hmm. So you can look it up. It's situation, it's task, it's actions, and it's results. So mm. when you're in an interview, answer True. questions. Just come in prepared to speak about a situation. Speak about the tasks that you took. Speak about the actions that you um, in, embarked on and what the result was. And, and right away, you've answered the questions that they would have for you, and that's already impressive. So... Mm -hmm. If you're not familiar with Star, look it up. They're really, really yes. good. Yes. A lot of our recruiters, um, a lot of recruiters are using that exact method. Um, and especially in, in companies like Google, especially, uh, yeah. Facebook, uh, things like that. So a question from Ron. Ron said, what advice would you give to battling against the algorithms of job-seeking sites such as Indeed and increasing your probability of, of actually getting your resume viewed? Algorithm of the sites. Um, so if you're talking about just having your resume on the site and waiting for someone to reach out to you, I would say that's the best way to go about things. Um, mm -hmm. It does happen. It may not give you the quality of roles that you're looking for. And that's why I think mm -hmm. it's essential, just as you would share prior, that you go out there and actively look for roles that you want to align yourself with. I would not really right. algorithms at all. Um, in fact, mm -hmm. I've been in companies where they started using algorithms. And again, garbage in, garbage out, right? Right. are still looking at the issues that those bring, like um, their bias. There are a lot of biases mm -hmm. in there. So they're looking at used before. If you're tr a company that's trended and you've not hired a lot of blacks or females, the information in the system is geared towards that. And so it's looking mm -hmm. for that same repetition. So I would say make the effort in, in looking um, directly for roles that you apply for and not really relying on an algorithm to align you to a particular job. Mm hmm Okay. Cool. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure he was saying relying on it, but he was saying battling against the algorithms. You can't fight the algorithms. You, re you really... <laughs> is that, I mean, truth... Hello? Hello? You got me? Yes, I got you. You got me? Yep. You went out for a second there, but... You get me? Yes, I can. I can't you hear, hear you. Me? Can you guys hear me? Uh, I'm gonna go. But with you can hear me there, right? Now. I can't hear you. Right? You doing? You you doing a Teddy? Peach.
Hello? Can you hear me or no? Oh, I lost you. So you hear us both. I hear you, Terrence. You can't hear me, but they hear us. Hold on one sec. Sorry. That's what happens when you get these earpieces, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, now I hear you. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> My fault. We good now? Been good. <laughs> yeah. I'm All right, cool. Um, so, so let's tra transition into positioning yourself, um, for promotion. <laughs> Daddy, no, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Come All right, cool. Um. <clears throat> All right, so a lot of times, um. Like when it comes to pr promotion and asking for raises, right? What do you think would be the best the best process for that? Because now that becomes another problem where you don't want to have that conversation with your manager because it's like, all right, so I know we get this annual raise, you know, we get this annual raise that I, that I feel like you know I've I've done the work, I, I feel like you know I've 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 paid my dues, and we still getting the, these 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 raises, that's not really for me, you know? So, so how would you, so what would be your advice to, to navigating those conversations? So I do those all the time. And I'll say a few things. Let's, let's first demystify a couple different pieces, right? Before you even going to have that conversation. Beyond the fact of getting clear about how your organization pays, getting clear about that, a couple things you have to ask. When I share with people often is this. Often enough, the, the increase that you get at work is often a standard of living increase. It's a baseline number. It, it's related back to the inflation of the year. Usually inflation is like 1.7, 1.9. The raise is like 2.0, some people 2.5, right? In addition to mm -hmm. that, for every role, there's a range of pay. And mm -hmm. for people at the top end of the pay, I've had to save them. You're not going to see any really increase. as people who are at the bottom, they might see an increase. But often enough, the increase is not really hinging on your performance. It's really just the standard mm -hmm. of living increase standard, right? That they have discretion in giving. Managers have often time to have discretion. So that's one. You may not see a huge increase in a raise. You know, you may see in a promotion, not so much a raise. In some places, it's not a standard of increase. It's a merit increase. And even when it's a merit, there's still a standard. Right in the corporation I'm with now, it's a merit increase, but it's a base standard of three percent. Some people might get a little bit more, some people a little less. So you're not going to see huge traction in that way generally if you're just looking for a raise. Um, so first, understanding that separation. If you're in a company that's a pay for performance company where they pay a bonus, a bonus mm -hmm. is more so tied to your performance, right? And then you need to understand how they determine bonus. Sometimes in certain companies, it's a discretionary mm -hmm. bonus. There's no real true rhyme or reason. There's some, right. there's not a lot. There's just, you know, it's kind of in the air to a point. Negotiate your raise. A lot of times also, people wait till they have the conversation of here's what your raise is to say, I'm not happy about that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it's already happened. If you are upset with changes because the change already occurred, 
So I say all the time, they just speak to your manager throughout the year. Oh, well, they never had a meeting with me. You're an adult. This is, this <laughs> is no longer the industrial age where you have to wait for a person for a conversation. Proactively mm -hmm. say, I would like to understand how I'm performing and where I stand today. In effort to not be surprised at the end of the year, I want to know what I could do differently. Success for me looks like X. Success looks like at the end of the year, getting a raise that looks like this. Make very mm -hmm. clear intentions. People are often afraid to say that to managers because they're afraid they're going to get fired, etc. Let me say this to you. There are a lot of laws and regulations as to why we can't just fire people. We don't just fire. We have to have real cause. For Facts. It. That's so true. The, you have a right to work. That's the state that we're in. Um, but even with the right to work, there's so many different regulations as to why you just don't fire a person, right? Um, for very right. different reasons. So feel very strongly when you're having that, that check-in with your manager. And if your manager's not having a check-in with you quarterly, you call for that check-in. Say, you know, haven't spoken in a while. Mm -hmm. Just want to touch base and see how I'm doing, if that's aligned to that. Seeing that I am accomplishing my goals. Is there something else I should be thinking about? So really having those things proactively and making it very clear. Right, because I have managers who have great performing people who at the end say, I had the conversation, I thought it was going to be great, but they were so pissed off, I didn't realize they wanted more. Can we do something now? And I'm like, ship has already sailed, right? So get get in front of them, get in front of your manager, make it clear your expectations. I really think I, I deserve more and here's why. And make a business case for why you deserve more, not just because I am nice and you should like me and you like me a lot. No, what is your business reason? Here's how I add value. We had to do 10 things. I did 15. And here's how well I did them. I saved the company money this way. Really present some business reasons to justify that and make that clear mm. when you're mm. looking to, to get a raise. Um, and similarly, for, for um, when you're looking for a promotion, you want to get clear about what do you need to do to be promoted. Right. Some places different. Some places have very rigid rules as far as how that works. And some places it's kind of loosey-goosey where it kind of depends on your manager. Um, so really get clear about Make you. This is a lot of this is just really so dependent on that conversation and that 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 information that you share with that manager. It really is, mm -hmm. and whether they take it up or not. And if you find your manager is not taking it seriously or taking it to the next step, have a skip level conversation. Eventually, reach mm -hmm. out. Just make it very clear. You know, just want to touch base with you about how things are working at the company, things that I've seen, and then in that conversation, share what you'd like to see. But Often, if not always, I am sitting with people who are disgruntled or upset because it didn't make their expectations clear. And that's in life. Mm -hmm. We have to do a better job of communicating what we want and how we want it and why. Um, so for raises, for promotions, all those things being get clear about what it is at that particular organization and how you can sit mm -hmm. there and attend to it. But it's not just going to happen. I mean, it sometimes does infrequent. infrequent. Right. So, you know, I, I saw um, a comment that said, DJ Stress said, the manager says, do this, slash, take this, and I'll get you more. I do it, and nothing, and then nothing but more workload. So, let me say this. Often enough, managers tell people these stories because they're afraid of having difficult conversations. Your manager may not always be the person who is the decision maker. Mm -hmm. Often enough. Um, in certain organizations, that's at the very granular le level. In a lot of um, organizations, it isn't. So get very clear about, okay, what exactly, what are the steps that I need to take? And when you get that information from your manager that says you need to do X, Y, and Z 
to get the raise that you're asking for. Because you can't just say a raise, they'll give you a raise, right? <laughs> you don't want to be ambiguous. Okay? Get you a raise, yeah. Send that email. Thank you for meeting with me. Really appreciate the time. Just recapping what you shared. I understand mm -hmm. that I have to do these things to achieve this thing. That way, when it comes to the end of the year and that that's not what happens and it's not satisfied, you have something to walk in with, whether it be to right. the HR department or to the senior leadership, right? That you have some clear information stating that if you executed on these items, you would receive X. So really, mm -hmm. CYA works here every single time because often when people come and speak to this, I'm like, I don't have anything supporting this. And I speak to the manager like, no, well, I said that, but I said it like this. Well, I said, if right. I did this, I could possibly try to see if. But the manager really says to the person, yeah, I'm going to do this for you. They don't always have that information. One, the decisions for what, how we're funded, that usually happens at a very high finance level. And they're 100%. a certain amount of money and trying to figure out how to disseminate it. So imagine if everybody's going asking the same thing to keep you happy and you know feeling good, they kind of just say what they'd like. So a lot of the issues that we find in corporations sit with our management, where they're not appropriately having the challenging conversations with you and being clear about what your experience is. Powerful. Um, phew. I hope y'all was taking notes on, on that one, 100%. Um, so in speaking with about managing a, a manager's personality, um, Sometimes, let's be honest, you know, manager's personality, um, it, it may not be that great. It might be a little difficult, you know. Um, like, for me personally, you know, I had a manager before who, um, man, she would cut me off every time I opened my mouth. And, you know, it it, it pissed me off. I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Because every time I would go talk, she would just, oh. So, and I realized that she would do that. It, it, it wasn't a personal thing. And she would do that to everybody. But nobody would say a word. And I'm like, all right. So what I did was I pulled her into the room. I pulled her into a room. I said, listen. I said, one thing I noticed about, you know, when I speak, I said, you cut me off immediately. You don't let me get what I have to say out. I said, you know, as a human being, as you know, and as just an employee, that, that, that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you know, I know I do that. I, I'm sorry. She goes, you know, it's habit. She goes, it's not personal. I said, I know it's not personal. I, that's why I'm, I'm having this conversation with you like this. I said, but listen, I said, that has to change. I said, because it's, it's uncomfortable for me to try to have a conversation with you or dialogue with you. And you keep cutting me off. I said, so we have to come up with a way that that you that you have to not do that, or at least not do that so much to me. I said, especially to me. I said, because it's really making me un un uncomfortable, and I don't. I said, I want to have a great relationship, working relationship with you. I said, so how can we come up with a uh, a way that that won't happen? And she said, Oh, you know what? I have an idea. And now her mind starts to to think and she's like you know what if i if you hear me do that she said just put a finger up yeah. i was like put a finger up and she was like that way i know that i'm doing it she goes I, i've been doing it so long she goes, i even do it to my family she goes i've been doing it so long that, that, that's, that's just me she said but i recognize as a leader i can't do that 
I can't do that because it's, it's going to make good employees like yourself uncomfortable. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, you know what? Perfect. So now we started doing that. And, you know, of course, she is who she is. So she does it, you know, so she did it a little bit more, but she did it a lot less. Mm. And, and she brought me aside after that. And she goes, you know, I really appreciate you bringing this to my uh, attention because nobody else really did. And it's something that I really did need, need to fix. So I had to really get an understanding of her and she had to really get an understanding of me. And I had to try to manage her, her personality too, because, you know, she wasn't going to change a hundred percent, but just me bringing it to her attention to just let her know that that was something that that was just not okay. And it, and it made me uncomfortable, but I went to her respectfully. That's one. And privately. That's two. And even though she, she would cut me off in public, I went to her privately because I said, she may not even realize that she's doing this. And lo and behold, she didn't even know. She, like, she, she knew, but she said, I didn't know that I was doing it so much to you and to everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really learning. As, as a manager has to learn their employees' personalities, you have to learn how to manage your manager's personality, too. So, you know, I say all that to ask you, like, what do you have any thoughts about that? So a lot. I think that's a gift to have had a manager who was so willing and open to receive a few things. I think that um, there are several different things that, that we employ to understand our style of how we work, how we communicate, how we receive information. And understanding your manager's style might be central to your success, right? I think you were gifted in having a manager who was open to receiving information and feedback. I tell my team... Right. Um, just failure without feedback. So I'm constantly asking for feedback. What can I do better? I think the yep. separation between manager and leader, they're not wanting the same. But I require that my managers be leaders, right? They're not wanting the same. And understanding as a manager, I'm here to remove roadblocks. I'm here to create space. I'm here to mm -hmm. make sure that you have all the tools you need for your success. And many managers... Mm -hmm. And unfortunate, I guess you could say, opportunities of having managers who were very supportive. And I had one was a Karen, a literal Karen, as they coined today. But yeah, <laughs> um, I, I did have to sit with, with that for, for a while and navigating with a person who is intentionally undermining or doing things in your way. And even after approaching um, respectfully and all the other pieces, Right. Still you. Um, I think that's where the challenge comes. So I don't know how many people here are dealing with or have dealt with difficult managers um, where this person Ooh. is really at the helm of your raise, your promotion, your yep. growth in a company. And um, mm -hmm. we know that statistics show that 80% of people leave organizations because of management. They and, don't and, necessarily yep, tell you that, right? Because <laughs> when they yep. say the information resignation they're like oh career opportunity i got a better job more money um but often when you get under that it's, it's management more often than not and so how do you navigate through that space when you're dealing with a challenging personality um you had the experience where you had a person who you were you were bright enough to offer them the empathy and i think you've stopped there right with offering the empathy that the person is yeah. operating from the best place they know how and may just not be in the awareness of how they're being received. And that right. happens often. So really 
having that conversation, engaging to see if they're understanding and how they respond to that. Um, mm -hmm. I had one, it wasn't a, a manager, it was a, a colleague of mine where it was, we do the, the air thing, whatever. <laughs> it was like, oh. hey, speak up more in meetings. You're so, not doing that, just, just do this. And um, so we had that as our thing to ensure that we were engaged. But I think that that's a great example. What happens when you go in and speak to this manager as you did and that person is, what are you talking about? Well, I mm -hmm. do this, I know. And so I'll give you opportunity to speak when it makes sense for you to speak and it shuts you down completely all the time. What do you do then? What happens when you're in that difficult space with that person? Um, and I think, I think that that's where the big questions come. When you have mm -hmm. a manager who is not working for you because they're not looking for your growth, they're not interested in your career development, um, right. not looking to showcase your talents, right? They take credit for your work. Seen that happen. Mm -hmm. I've suffered through some of that. How do you gauge that, right? So thinking through an, an example of where a person's taking credit for your work, this is where you got to get creative. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> It was a unique opportunity to, um, one, never let them feel left out. Mm -hmm. Really letting them feel like they're engaged. And so I would do things like, I would share this with the person say, hey, thought about this great thing to do and here's how we could do this. I want to share it with you and I plan on sharing this with One Level Up, right? Right. Was I shared that with you and I'm telling you, I'm going to take it a level up. Just not right. to do this, et cetera. And that's what I would do. So I would share it there. So she had it, right? But I also said that I was going to be speaking to or sharing at one level up. And I would do that. And that's when I became even clearer that a lot of the information I was sharing before was not being credited to me in that way. And that person kind of got that hint. Um, so just ways around this ways to appropriately address things in the chain without be making that person feel slighted where you do it professionally. Um, right. And in your growth. So even in, in a case like yours where this person's cutting you off, and having that opportunity to say to them in the back, like, hey, I just wanted to call this to your attention. I realized that often in time, oftentimes when we're in meetings and I'm trying to share because I really have something to say that you're cutting me off. And I know you have a great knowledge base, but I really like the opportunity to share some of what I've done. I've learned so much from you. I've gotten to understand mm -hmm. so much from you. I really want to showcase the talent, you know, our yep. team success. I really want to highlight just how much you helped me grow in this role. And sometimes I just don't feel I have the right op the opportunity to do that. And I find it's mm. always great when you're giving that person praise. They tend to kind of like, oh, okay, um, to a point, right, to a point. And sometimes there and still you may have people who are just not there for your growth. And when you find that there is really no opportunity and all you're facing is roadblocks from this individual, you have to get under, from under that. You just have to. Because if you right. have a person who's really in your way and making every effort to step in front of you, you have to find a different a different role. You have to find a person that can support that growth. And it's on you. It's your career. It's your life. The onus is on you to step out and create that and find that. And that doesn't have to always be external. That could be internal. Looking for internal opportunities, right, that may exist. And, and speaking to other people within the group to understand that. Um, right. There's always opportunity to speak confidentially to ER or the HR team as well. But... It's not always, unfortunately, a great opportunity where a person is, a manager is open to. Um, or you're dealing with a micromanager and it's driving you crazy. Right. Ooh, I hate those. Like, um, my, my brother said networking and mentorship with other stakeholders within the organizations are important. And that, that's helped him out in that situation before, too. Yeah, you brought up a great point. So even in networking, 
with mentors, the mentor is very different than the sponsor. So even being clear mm -hmm. about that, giving me the opportunity just to, to speak on that for a few. Um, a mentor is a person who you're going to share some of your development opportunities with. So if you've ever thought mm -hmm. about SWOT, right, to do an analysis of your strengths, your witnesses, your opportunities, like really think about what those things are. You're sharing that with your mentor so that they can help you identify those things if you haven't and help you develop and grow better in those ways. And so they're not always the persons to help propel you into the next job. Um, for right. The reason because they're like, oh, this person needs to grow, but let me lend you. Your sponsor, that's the person who is going to call your names in rooms where you're not. That's the person who you need them to see the highlights of you. And so being mm -hmm. able to successfully understand the separation of those two is how you can gauge and better um, assess on how to use that relationship to help propel you forward. But yes, mentors um, in your organization, even external and, and, and sponsors are really going to be great for your growth and getting out of some of those situations. Mm -hmm. DJ Stress said, manager to credit, uh, found out uh, from people in, in meetings, but he couldn't explain it right. So he invited me in, into the next meeting and I corrected everything and showcased uh, that was the resource. I mean, that's, okay. I mean, that's amazing. That, yeah, that, uh, that's the example. And that's where <laughs> that highlights that, um, you know, there's some people who think just having the information is, is um, they weaponize information. Yes. Um, and I speak to that for people who are managers and who are employees. I, I, I've encountered that too, where they weaponize information. Like, well, I know this and you don't. And um, really being able to understand how to make all of these pieces work for you to help propel your success it's going to be essential. Navigating through um, the corporate arena or just jobs really is not necessarily the easiest thing. And some of it takes, um, you know, some learning. And that's where the mentorship and, and advisement really just comes into play. Uh, but definitely mm -hmm. align yourself to great people so you can see that. Because I think in DJ Stress's example, had he not had people in that space who really, you know, went to bat for him or thought about him, being able to step right. up and do that um, essential to having them understand his platform. And the one thing that I, I want to call out, we, I didn't get a chance to call it out in, in the first uh, in the first hour, is even after you, you interview and follow up with the person that you interviewed with. Yes. Send, send emails. Um, create that, that, that dialogue. I send cards. I, I do the handwritten cards to the yes, that I you interview do. with. I send that in. Yes. It's very different. I may follow up with an, an, e an email just, you know, quickly overnight. Just make, um, but be sure. That I send a card. I usually get a whole note about, oh, I received this beautiful card from you. We don't get those things anymore. So I um, always try to do or find some way to differentiate, right? Um, so well, I, well, I mean, we already know there's not many people like you. So, I mean, we already know what it is. But, you know, just, just definitely, um, you know, make sure that you have that, that point of contact and you and you keep and you keep up with that manager or that recruiter, um, yeah. so that that you're always in the front, in the front of the mind right here. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that's just something that I, I definitely wanted to um to point out, and also knowing like knowing how to take rejection, oh, yeah. um, and because being being in this field, um, you know, we we have to we can't take everybody. And we found some incredible people, but you know, there's only one or two jobs, right? So, um, no, like knowing how to take that rejection because I've gotten some emails back that were just kind of wild and crazy. Um, I don't need this job anyway, I, and, and you know, just stuff like that, right? And it's just I've I've actually 
reached back out to people that I thought were amazing. And just by how they took the rejection the first time, when I had a new um, job opening, I reached out to them and said, hey, listen, you know what? It didn't work out the first time, but I think you'd be amazing for this particular role. Let's talk about it. And maybe we can get you an interview with this manager. Like, like I've, like I've personally done that, and I know hiring managers have done that. Um, just, just by your reply from the rejection, you know, I've gotten some amazing replies and some not so amazing of replies. Um, and so, a lot of times that goes a long way as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I say to people, put yourself in a position to say no. Right. I heard yep. that years ago where. Um, in my most recent experience, as I was migrating to this company from JP Morgan, um, I had three or four offers and was like fighting through my head trying to figure out which, which one I was going to choose. And even having walked away and, and saying no to some of those offers, I met some really great people while interviewing. Um, and we kept in touch. And there's some of the people who said, I know we don't work together and we are not going to, but someday we will. And so it's really important mm -hmm. to be mindful of not not burning those bridges, keeping those connections Ooh. right open. Because as, as mentioned prior, it's not always a terrible reflection on you. As we said, a lot of what happens is cultural fit. And it's not personal to you. I know it feels personal because it's happening to you. It's not. Um, mm -hmm. but it's really not so much about you. Like, you know, it's really sometimes we're looking for a person, not just you have the right skill sets. We know that you can do this work. But we're looking for mm -hmm. a person to gel with the team in this way, right? I may have a mm -hmm. team where, you know what, I, I need a person who is not just skilled in this way, but they're proactive because the guys in the team, they really just do the work. And I want somebody who's innovative and, you know, really is going to add some light to this. And so I speak to you and I don't necessarily get that in the immediate. And so I'm trying to find that. So that may mean that it's a no for you, but it's really not so personal to you. And so oftentimes, if you respond inappropriately, now you just shut yourself in. Now you just remove mm -hmm. the opportunity to really sit here and have it go forward. I literally today have to terminate a person um, for reasons being, not terrible reasons, but there was cause. And this person mm -hmm. proceeded and, you know, cursed and said some things about black females and um, et cetera. And that, you know, just, just like randomly said, and that was like mm, noted, mm -hmm. not hireable, right? They had to change that in the system. Mm -hmm. You're not going to work here anymore. So, be very mindful of the connections you're creating and how you want to be viewed. You may not like them or, or like what happened, but let people walk away with a feeling of you that's really good. Let them come calling you. Let them come knocking at your door and leave that space. Yep. Away. Um, so it says, uh, what are some of some soft skills? Um, what are some soft skills needed to be a manager? Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, um, one of the, the, the top soft skills to me to be a manager is one is compassion. Um, it's compassion and understanding, um, being a team player, uh, as well, because a lot of times managers tend to dictate and, and they won't be with you in the trenches. Right. So I like a manager that is going to be in the trenches with me, you know what I'm saying? And that, and, and that's not so much of a dictator, right. You know, somebody that leads by example, you know, so, but that compassion piece for me, I think it's big because you're dealing with people and when you, and when you're in the business of people, you have to be compassionate and I, I'm not saying be walked over obviously, but, and not knowing when to be stern or not knowing when to 
to write somebody up or or to you know to discipline somebody but to have that understanding and compassion you know to me um is essential for a manager and to be available always having that open door policy to be able to dialogue and to speak and that you're not above that um because many times we have managers who feel like they're above you know having co- conversation and dialogue and, and an open door policy and it's just you know to me that doesn't make for a a good i'll say leader you know there are a lot of managers but there's not many good leaders um so to me to be a leader you know you got to have compassion and understanding and you got to be a team player and be in the trenches with your employees you know so that that's something to me that was i always looked at um for leaders um in the business to to have so i mean that that's my two cents um i i will say it loudly and and often and always a manager is not a leader right and that means two different things manager should be a leader manager's not always a leader yep um my and i when i speak to my people leaders i i call them that for reasons cuz i'm calling on them to do just that i tell them often there's two responsibilities you manage the work develop people two different yes right and mm-hmm. often enough what i find is that they're so bogged into managing the work and getting the work done that they give very little thought to developing people and that's where you get lost i want to work and hire people that work for me and empower them to do the work right so i think it's important that our managers develop leadership qualities I think it's important that they're not asking people to do anything that they wouldn't do themselves. Yep. Um, I think Terence speaks of compassion. I speak to probably the same thing, but for me it's empathy. It's emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. It's understanding and operating from a space that everyone is doing the best they can with what they have. Yep. And if I start mm-hmm. with the idea that what you're delivering for me, you're doing the best you can, it leads me to try to understand why is it that your best doesn't feel like the best that I would require right so as yeah. an example i have to ask myself a question as a manager to say did i did i empower you did i give you all the tools that you needed are you an individual who needs deadlines who needs um further information and am i providing you what you need to be successful because that's where leadership comes in it really comes mm-hmm. to ensure that i am questioning myself first before coming to you but i do have a responsibility to hold you accountable to show up as the best self that you can be if i'm noticing that you're not doing so. So that takes understanding and that's where that empathy comes in where yes. really walking into these conversations to say what happened here? Walk me through what happened. Share with me what did you mm-hmm. need that you didn't get? What can i do differently? How can i show up for you? And when when i hear it and understand that, then i can hold you accountable to i receive that and i will take that or in fact you may not have provided that. So Here's what I require of you. Here's what I'm not seeing. And here's what I could do to help you be better, right? Because coaching right. doesn't just happen when we're doing a corrective action. That should be happening through the life cycle of your employment. Uh period. Yes. So for a manager, your soft skill the main one would be empathy. It's really truly understanding your employee. Um first yes. what they need, every person's different, and being able to flex your leadership style and your communication style. I'm a director, mm-hmm. which means that um I am not really quickly with the fuzzy fuzzy. I just really want to get to the point and get it done. I don't need an entire email with a ton of information. I need the facts. I need what I need now to get it done. 
Um, but I understand that not all my employees work that way. I have one in particular who will tell me the entire story. So I know that's that person. That's their style. Yes. So I flex yes. to meet their style to understand yes. what they're delivering for me. But I also share with them that this is where I'm operating from. So communication, clarity, empathy, some of the key things that you need as far as the soft skills required to manage manage the work and develop the people. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, and just... I know I touched on it a little bit in the first part, but when it comes to with telling your story, or I'm not sure if it's the second part, but it telling your story. Okay. When you're when you're in an interview, and when somebody says, "Tell me about yourself." Yes. <laughs> that is the that is your opportunity to truthfully tell them about yourself, tell them about your experience, tell them about your education, your hard skills, your soft skills, and some personal qualities. Well, some. Personal. Make sure we're clear about that, right? So, yes. Pieces that are not necessarily on your resume, but pieces that speak very well of you, and often right. about where you've grown, right? I yes. don't necessarily do this so well. However, I have learned, and this is now how I do this. So this is what I got from that. Really, easy, right? But you got to plan ahead. You don't just go in and just like, uh, you don't want to sit in an interview doing that. I'm going to probably dismiss that, dismissed you from that moment. Um, so come right. to that. Good point. Good point. Right. And and tell me about yourself doesn't mean, yo, I love LeBron James. You know, I love going on vacation to California. I, I love I love long romantic walks to the refrigerator. Every, like, that's that's not. I don't know that there's an interview I've been in where they've not walked away from understanding that Michael Jordan is pretty much my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Because that's, that's you, know. you know what it is, though? I think... You always want to add that personal touch in there where that's that thing that they remember, so to speak, to a point like that's the, yeah, she, right? And, and so you want them to remember all the great things, but I oftentimes, you know, because mm -hmm. my dad. Yeah, tell me, you know, but for me, tell me about yourself isn't cold for just tell me about all of your personal, like all of your personal likes and all of this stuff. Like that's not really what it's about. You know, that's your opportunity to give me your 30 second elevator pitch about yourself. Take yeah. advantage of it. But I take advantage of it. Put us too, though, Terrence, because I, I hold my recruiters really accountable in being mindful of how they ask questions and what questions they ask, all at the same time, right? Because there is a there is a responsibility to ask for what you're looking to receive at the very same time, right? Mm -hmm. to be clear, and I've I've had to make clear like um, it's a very broad question. Can you help point me in the direction of what you're exactly looking for? Because we have we have this thing where we judge people on their actions, but we judge ourselves on our intentions. So if your intention is to get particular information from me, right, but your actions suggest that you're just asking broadly, you don't get to walk away with this idea that I didn't ask you a question because I didn't give you what you wanted when you weren't clearing your ask. So I, I think there's that too. And and I know this is not for the folks. It's, but it's that, it's that, but also there's an assumption on the hiring managers or, or, or the recruiters actually that you know now, when I ask you or, or say, tell you about, tell me about yourself, that you already know I don't want to hear about, I, I love, I love the beach or whatever the case is, just making an example, you know what I'm saying? Real. I've been in many interviews and they, that's the question. They want to know more about the person. Like, what do you do in your spirit? Like, they want to hear a little bit more about that. So, I mean, I out of the interviews here, I've been on, that was about five, five percent of them. No, like 95% of them was like, nah, bro. Every single one <laughs> I've gotten asked questions just wanting to know, well, tell me more about yourself. Like, what do you do? When do we, you know, and, and I've asked that question to say, 
you know, well, I'm happy to share with you. Tell me a little bit more about what you're what you're looking to understand about me. It's, it's right. definitely okay. Okay, it's required that you go in there asking questions. One mm -hmm. and two, there's no issue with asking for clarity. In fact, you should absolutely be very very clear about what you're answering or what you're responding to because you don't want to be held accountable for what you didn't learn or what you didn't share. Right, and please come to interviews with questions to ask the interviewer, please. Um, but look, um, truthfully speaking, we got about five five minutes left um, to this part two. Time time flies. So, if there's any kind of quick questions that you guys have that you want to ask us really quickly, um, if we could, yeah, you know, answer answer those really fast because um, five minutes goes <laughs> goes by pretty quickly. Um, while while you're doing that and come with the questions really quick, I think um, I've gotten this a lot, so I'm going to just respond to it here that. A lot of people say to me, I don't know what profession I want to be and I don't know where to go and trying to find right. what that looks like. Um, really think about what you do most for most people is really a good start. Asking qualified individuals who know you well, but describing words, mm -hmm. like say, call a person, say, give me five words that best describe me from your perspective. Not everybody qualified people who know you well enough to ask that question. Right. If you're looking to understand your personality of how you work. There's a really great website called 16... 16 personalities, so the number 16 mm -hmm. personalities where you can do an assessment, and that really helps you understand a little bit more about yourself. So why don't you just share that broadly? Um, how do you keep up to date on technology outside of work? You do that for your career development. You take courses. Yeah. You see things on LinkedIn. You search the Internet because you can't just simply rely on your job to have those courses on, like, a lot of big companies mm -hmm. have, you know, universities or whatever sites where they have learnings attached to Harvard, et cetera. But it's mm -hmm. right on you. It's, again, it's your career. It's in your hands. Having a conversation with your manager is on you. If they're not having it with you, go ask for that conversation. Um, be bold. Be courageous in that way, as well as mm -hmm. look to what's relevant in your particular field, your industry, and stay close to understanding what that is, what's moving. I try to stay close to the laws that are changing, the trends that are changing. Mm -hmm. So that's on you. Um, it, I Also aligning to particular groups that may be aligned to your career path as well. You get a lot of information mm -hmm. there. Um, also, check out um, a, a site called General Assembly. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes they have free, um, free webinars and free Zooms that, you know, just kind of tailored towards, it could be social media. Um, it could be technology, um, but I, I, but I know especially during this time, um, you know they've been doing like every Friday. I think that they've been doing um, just just different uh, conference calls and webinars on certain things on technology and in technology. Excuse me. Yeah. So um, check out General Assembly. Universities hmm? do a lot of that as well. Some of the universities yep. will do a lot of free courses um, online also. So really get yourself mm -hmm. out there, and that's also helpful in network. LinkedIn, joining different groups on LinkedIn, you'll hear a lot about different opportunities. A lot of them are free seminars. Some are a few dollars, but um, mm -hmm. really staying connected. Again, that network will equate to your network. You have a great network, mm -hmm. you spend less money. You have a great network, they plug you into a lot of places. You get to meet more people. So really think about being intentional about the network that you're creating around you. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I just pinned DJ Stretches. Um, I just pinned that there. Um so, uh, CFA Joe, my boy Joe said, agreed, make your professional development a study. Um, shout out to Joe. I'm, I'm going to have him, him on Thursday, and we're going to get into everything money management 
Um, so that's going to be an amazing conversation too. Um, so look, we got about less than two minutes, man. Um, so I just really want to just say, you know, we started this, um, on a late night conversation, just like, yo, you know, what can we do, um, to kind of push, to kind of push the culture forward. Um, and we decided to do this zoom for two hours. Um, we both work and, you know, we, you know, and we decided to just give this joint for free, man. And, um, because we both care about the community, um, and we both com com compare, um, excuse me, um, care about our people. And so I just want to salute to you, Stana. Um, you're amazing. You're a queen. Um, uh, I appreciate you always, um, for being able and available to doing things like this. Um, I don't take it lightly. You know, so I just wanted to say salute to you. Thank you very much. You're a queen of the highest order. Um, and I really do appreciate you. You know, I'm just going to do a cheers since we're doing a sip oh, and learn. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to, to you. Um, and I know that this is not going to be the last one. I know that we're going to get on a call and talk about something. And then we're going to be like, yo, we got to take it to live again um, and do it. I don't know what it's going to be, um, but I do know it's probably going to be something. So definitely cheers to you. I appreciate everybody that has um, stopped through here and has participated um, in this Conversations of the Heart, Sip and Learn Edition, surrounded by career readiness. We, we got about 30 seconds. I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. I just want to say thank you to you for the platform. Thank you, everybody, for joining. 